Hey there. Welcome to 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. I'm Lindsay, and I'm joined by my co-host and real-life partner, Carling. We're diving into the 90s hit drama through today's lens. Get ready for our off-the-cuff commentary and peeling back the layers of the Camden family. We'll tackle everything from family rules, life lessons, and 90s fashion. Join us every week for a light-hearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane. Whether you're a die-hard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap. But what you have to remind yourself is they're not trying to be scary. They're in this headspace where they can't like move past the fact that this is how they died. And so they're walking around looking like that. Well, hello, Michelle. Well, hello. From my new villa. I know, coming to us from your new house. What's the opposite of a not subterranean, uh, above terranean, or just terranean? My terranean villa. Estate. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys, it has been a wild weekend. No kidding. I am in my new house. Yeah. It doesn't matter how prepared one is to move. It's crazy and won't go as planned. This is what I believe. I went to, I had, I was just so organized, I feel like. And on Friday morning, I mean, as an event planner. Yeah. What else would you expect? Organize as always. Yes. This is who you are. Yeah. So on Friday morning, I went to go pick up my U-Haul. And I had to pick it up at nine. So I had movers meeting me at 930 thinking that's loads of time. And just as I was about to get to my U-Haul location, they phoned me and said, you have to go to another location. Somebody stole all of our fuel overnight. Oh, God. So somebody broke into the U-Haul, cut all the gas lines, drained their gas because gas is like $1.43 a liter. Yeah, so then I went to this other U-Haul location. They had no idea what I was talking about. They were like, we don't have a truck for you. And I was like, oh, okay, well, I have movers coming in 30 minutes, so I need a truck. So anyway, we were supposed to have the truck for 24 hours. We ended up only having it for nine hours. Uh, So it was a bit of a hustle, but we did it. Yeah, I think, I mean, thank thank goodness you had people to help you, like professional people to help you. If you are over 30... Just hire movers. Yeah. The last move that we did, we hired movers Mm -hmm. and it was amazing. The best. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I saved money by renting a U-Haul. I feel like U-Haul is just going to have to sponsor this. And then you book movers through U-Haul. So you're saving money. Like we saved at least 50% from what a moving company would have charged me. Yeah. So yeah, now we're just spending the next few days Moving in furniture, painting, building thing, you know, just like well, all the funny. things. I was trying to figure out what all these like black specks were on your hands, but now I remember that it was from painting. Oh, it's paint. We I painted yeah. a black chalkboard wall in the basement for the kiddos. That's so I, don't know, I just thought it was like a fun, you know, yeah, priorities. Totally. Instead of painting our bedroom or, you know, yeah, putting no. things away, I was like, I better paint a chalk wall real quick. Oh, totally. Yeah. But you know what the ha- the colors on your walls are nice. Like they're it's not mm-hmm. like hideous and you have to change them like right away, right? Yeah, no, we're just painting our bedroom cuz we just wanted a nicer like a different color with a feature wall. And yeah. other than that, yeah, we're just kind of we we felt like the the kitchen is very big and there is a lot of storage, but we're combining 
two households worth of things. So now we like, it's just, yeah, yeah, we're just like stressed out about how many like mugs and to go cups and we have two Instapots and two KitchenAid mixers and two. Anyway, it's a process. I think Value Village is going to have a big drop off this weekend from you guys. No, we're (laughs) saving it all. We're going to have a yard sale in the spring. Oh, right. We're house poor now. We need to save on this stuff and sell it for five bucks. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. How was your week? Um, it was good. I got called the C word at work from a customer. It was not. It was that not is that. never an appropriate thing to call anybody, let alone the person who is there to help you with your money. Yeah. And I, this person came in very aggressively off the jump and was just really rude and was swearing. And I said, you know, I can help you, but you're going to have to stop swearing. Like yeah, stop dropping, dropping the F bomb every two seconds. And he didn't like to be told that he's a 21 year old who just kind of thought he could do whatever he wanted. And, and then I said, I wasn't going to help him and he wanted to close all of his stuff. And so I closed it for him and on his way out, he called me the C word. So I mean, honestly, I just get out of here, sir. And he wasn't wearing a mask. Oh, yeah. Like refusing to wear a mask, not following the rules. He was like a quote unquote rig pig, which for anybody who doesn't work in an or live in an oil place, uh, rig pigs are these like young guys out of high school who get these jobs that pay an insane amount of money and require no education. And they just, you know, go up north or go to wherever the oil is and... I think it kind of cr- gives them this sense of power and entitlement, entitlement. and yeah. privilege and but like then they come back to the real world and they yeah. get mad when you know they they don't have instant help for what they need. And it and I t- and I said to him I was like this would have been a really easy fix. Like yeah. we didn't have to go through all of this. Yeah. And that made him also very angry. I think to just have like a older woman tell him that he was behaving inappropriately, he didn't appreciate. So truly how that's dare you fine yeah no big deal i mean at least he didn't get tased in the parking lot like the guy the the day before <laughs> my god like how does this even happen it's wild out here man it's wild when you work in a bank there's so much that goes on that you just can't believe people behave the way that they behave it's incredible yeah and of all places a bank like if i go to a bar i expect you know some shenanigans or if I go to you know different places I was at U-Haul there was a lady screaming about something and you know okay I you know that's not shocking but but it's you know it's money right and everyone is very you know sensitive and protective and all these things about money so anytime you kind of get in the way of someone's money it becomes a very highly emotional thing so yeah yeah I, I have stories for days when it comes to banking but I feel, did we do a Patreon episode on that? We did a Patreon episode about when we've been robbed. Yes. Yeah. But I feel like we should do a Patreon episode because I used to work at the bank and yeah. like stories for days that are oh, just wild. Absolutely. Yeah. That like might be a funny. one time a guy tried to punch me in the face. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite was the guy who would come in and like there was a mental health aspect, but he literally had a tinfoil hat. And he would carry around a duffel bag that seemed empty, but he said he had a million dollars in it and the government wouldn't give him ID to, but we were like, well, sir, if you want to deposit this money, alleged money, you need to have a government issued ID. And then he'd be like, well, the government isn't giving me ID. And I also had a gentleman come up to the counter and order a case of beer because he thought he was at the beer store. Right. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Well, that's great. And you, well, well, you came and helped me yesterday. You helped us unpack and build stuff and move heavy cabinets. We appreciate that. I, I love moving furniture. I felt like I wanted to be more productive while I was there, but I was very happy to see your house and, and I'll come next time and like, I don't know, hang shit on walls. Yeah. You guys, this is our first of two Halloween episodes that we're doing. Yes. So today's episode is with the lovely Kaylee McDonald, and she is a channel and a medium. We talked to her sort of just about it, but then over on our Patreon this upcoming week, we have another interview with Kaylee, the same person, and we are going to talk about our own readings that she did for us mm-hmm. and some of the crazy stuff that came out of it, which is cool. And then yeah, we're so reading separately for both of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was pretty crazy. Yeah. And then also over on the Patreon, we're going to be giving away a reading with her. So if you want to hear that, and if you want to be entered into the draw, join our Patreon for as little as $5 and you'll get entered into a draw for a reading with Kaylee. And then we're also going to do, we just finished interviewing um, a woman named Christy, who's a paranormal investigator. So that's next week's episode. And we're going to give away some of her merch again on our Patreon. So it's just like kind of like our way of thanking patron members for their support. Yeah, it was fascinating. I know. whether I think whether you believe it or not, this stuff is fascinating. Like channel, medium, paranormal. I don't think that there would be like TV shows and movies and documentaries and things like that about these subjects if nobody cared or nobody believed in it, right? Like we're so fascinated with the unknown, right? And so this kind of stuff is so interesting. It's so cool. So everybody go check it out. And I don't know. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Hi, Farling. Hi, Michelle. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well on this beautiful October day. I know. It is I beautiful. Feel, I don't know why we can't only record on cold days, but like it's so nice out. I know. We should go for a walk, a fall walk. Yeah. It's but, the most beautiful day. I'm taking pictures this afternoon, so I'm very excited. Oh, oh that's, that's perfect. Great. Yeah, this is like the perfect day for it. That's amazing. We're so excited to chat with you. We already had you on to talk about your journey with infertility for Infertility Awareness Week. That's one. Is that what it was? I always feel like yeah. I'm going to mess it up. But you and I have known each other for a long time. And then we kind of had like a funny, I think like a serendipitous phone call with each other where you were like, Carling, this is what I'm doing now. And I was like, what? We need to have you on the podcast. <laughs> we will have to shoot with you again. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you were saying you're feeling a little bit nervous about it because we're kind of talking about something that I think comes with a lot of people's different opinions or perceptions. I don't know. So I just thought I'd throw it out there that you're feeling like maybe a little bit exposed about talking about, I don't know, how did you refer to it? Like a, like a spooky topic? Is that Yeah, I accurate? feel like people get um, like wigged out or get the heebie-jeebies, right? When you're talking about anything that involves spirit. I know that like this is being aired around Halloween and you are having other like paranormal people experts on. And I think that people can get kind of wigged out. Yeah. So, I'm a medium and a channel, which means that um, I can talk to spirit guides and like get information from source energy, but I can also speak to dead people. 
And I think that that's the place where people get freaked out. Yeah. They're like, and oh. we're gone. <laughs> and we're done. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah. <laughs> So usually that's not a thing that I share about myself very readily. I'm 35, almost 36 years old. And I would say for most of my life, it's something that I don't tell people. Like, like you said, you've known me for seven years. I've known that I could do this this entire time, but it's news to you. Yeah. Um, because, <laughs> because I don't usually share it, but you know, I had kind of this, I mean, it sounds hokey, but like a spiritual awakening or like kind of just a coming to terms with who I am inside myself lately. Um, and so I've recently started taking clients for mediumship or channeling. And it's been amazing. It has been world changing for me. And so far it's been incredibly transformative for most of the people I've read for. Um, and so I'm really trying to lean into it. But yeah, talking about it out in the open can be a little bit scary because it can put people off. And I'm like a pretty vanilla square type person like if you met me on the street you wouldn't be like oh you know that's the medium like yeah (laughs) I don't give up that vibe really and so I feel a little exposed putting it out there but it's necessary because I'm ready to lean into it and I can't lean into it when nobody knows that's what I do so here I am I think that's incredible and I think yeah you're kind of like you're like a white cis suburban mom like (laughs) so (laughs) yeah when I think of like going to a psychic or a medium or to get my cards read like there's definitely incense involved there's (laughs) tapestry on the walls there's got to be some sort of like headscarf or ribbon in the hair like something you're gonna want like a crystal ball Mm -hmm. yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. and I'm not that's not my vibe at all but I actually think (laughs) I think that this is actually an important point. Um, I will also disclose that I'm Wiccan. So I've identified as Wiccan or pagan basically my whole life. Um, I have family members that were pagan growing up. And so it's not like, I didn't like, a lot of people like found themselves when the craft came out. Like, like, oh, I've been there for a while. (laughs) Yeah, I was already there. Um, I mean, the craft was still an awesome movie. And so like, I do have like a witchy vibe, but I don't give off a witchy vibe. And I've told people, I remember being in Texas and disclosing to some people who are Christian that I'm Wiccan. And they were like, what? Oh my God, no, there's no way. Cause like, I don't have black, I don't have black hair. I don't wear goth clothing. I don't have black lipstick. I'm not dripping in pentacles and, and gems, which is, I think what people think of when they yeah. think of people who are like Wiccan or, or also, you know, like psychics or channels or whatever. Yeah. And they, they had said that they wished I would be more open about that with other people because it's important to understand that like, you know, Wiccan people are not a monolith and like psychics are also not a monolith. Um, And I think that there needs to be people for everybody, right? So if somebody, you know, is looking for that experience with the crystal ball, that's not obviously going to be me. Um, But there are other people that I think are off put by that kind of a vibe. And you don't need that vibe to connect with spirit um, and have it be impactful and healing for like clients that I might work with. And so I think it's important to say that like, yes, like I, I, I'm a Wiccan and I, you know, speak to spirit, but also like, it doesn't have to be scary. I'm like as white bread as you can get. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm so, I'm so normal that I hope people are less maybe afraid to interact with me about it because I think that there's so much healing and so much joy and love that can come through 
when you're interacting with someone's, you know, um, loved ones who have passed on or with their spirit guides talking about where they should be headed in life. Yeah. Um, there's so much joy and love and, and awesome transformation that can happen. So I think it's good that not everybody is like the stereotypical way that you would expect that to be. Yeah, I think it's it goes back to I talk so much about representation, like and it's what you see represented in media that really solidifies like what you mm. think a, a certain thing is. The representation when we were all growing up is like to market it, you know, it sort of had to be like hoo hoo and whimsical and I don't know. Or, or downright scary. I think, yeah. like, you know, like people that are like, so like witches or psychics or whatever, always have to fit like one of two molds. Like, right, are you the good witch or the bad witch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and so like, if you're the bad witch, then you're now in the a parameter of horror stories and psychic stuff is lumped in with that oftentimes too. And I think that most of that comes from kind of similarly with the LGBTQ. Um, it's being marginalized because our broader like cultural consciousness is kind of Christian in the Northern Hemisphere. Mm -hmm. And I think for a long time, there has been like kind of a line drawn in the sand going back, you know, generations and centuries where Christianity was trying to become the dominant religion um, and had to kind of make sure that things that were outliers were kept in a box so that they could, you know, stay away from them and they could grow their, their congregation really. I mean, I don't want to get too political or religious about it, but I do think that that's where it kind of stems from is this like Christian ideology, mm -hmm. um, which was done to keep people and particularly women kind of oppressed because yeah. the patriarchy. Yeah. <laughs> smash that. that right? Smash the patriarchy. <laughs> in regards to the patriarchy, I will, I'm so white bread suburban, but I will wake up and choose violence every time. <laughs> Every Absolutely. Time. So I think that representation is really key in that you don't have to, because I know that there are people out there that are going to be young, you know, young people who like me have a natural ability to connect with the other side. And part of the reason I shut that down was because I was afraid because of what you're told. I'm getting a little ahead of myself. But. No, that's amazing. I think, yeah, I think we should start off. I'm really curious to hear about how you grew up and how these sort of things were showing up in your life. And I don't know what you do. I, th I feel like you kind of like put it in the closet. Yeah. Right in the closet. So I have kind of an interesting upbringing. Most people, you know, in Canada would say, oh, I grew up Christian or like my family was like agnostic and didn't really believe in anything and didn't care. My family was pretty quirky. Like we had... Her, one of my uncles was a Druid priest. I have an aunt who's a Wiccan priestess. Um, so I do think that I was kind of exposed to occult adjacent kind of things as a younger kid. I mean, not like scary shit, like we weren't really seances in my house. <laughs> um, but like the people that I was around, you know, would talk about auras or if we were getting a sore, sore throat, we would like focus on like healing your throat or whatever. Now I did go to a Catholic school um, and I loved it. I've always been very spiritual and I actually think that you can find spirit and God, however you want to term that kind of anywhere. So like, I definitely can feel God in a Catholic church. I was an altar server. So like, I would say that we had like a very eclectic family. Absolutely. Where we kind of just like embraced all of the religious ideas that seemed to be fun for the moment. But that was a little bit, it was good because from a very young age, I have seen spirit. As a young kid, like in my crib, 
I would be talking away. My mom would come in and be like, oh, are you talking to Teddy's? And I'd be like, no, I'm talking to the old man. Oh, my God. Your poor mother. (laughs) Well, luckily, like, my mom was, like, my family was a little eclectic. And so luckily my mom was like, oh, like, okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So I was really lucky because I do think that a lot of people that have a natural ability are often told by their parents, like, oh, they must have um, an imaginary friend. Or they must be making it up or they're telling stories or they're, they had a nightmare and they're scared. Or worst case that they're possessed and then there's like a religious intervention. Yeah. Yeah, There could be like, you know, there's a possession or they're talking to demons. Of course, it depends on like where your family lays on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. Right. I was very fortunate that my family just kind of took it at face value that I was obviously communicating with spirit and that it was not really, I remember a lot of conversations around like boundary setting where it was like, you don't have to be scared if you're scared of them, like you can ask them to leave, which is hundred percent true. And so it was just something that I could do. I didn't ever really think about it. I think as a young, young kid, I could see people like, like, like at Pew M. Night Shyamalan voice. <laughs> I see dead I see people. Dead people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do think that I physically could see them at that point. And as I got older, it's kind of like, you know how they talk about kids who might remember past lives. Like as you get older, you kind of lose the ability yeah. To recall it. So when you're young, you are the most open to extraordinary experiences. Um, and as you get older, because you learn about different things or you take on things that have been told to you in the world, that you start to kind of become more closed off to that. And so I would say probably by the time I reached school age, I couldn't see them as clearly. I do remember that I would sometimes still see shadow figures. But it wasn't like before, it was like you would see like a person, like in the sixth sense, like you would see a person. But as I got older, it become more just like you would get like an impression that there was someone there, like a shadowy type thing or whatever. Would it ever scare you or would you, were you just like, okay, hey, how's it going? It depended on the, on the instance. So I don't think I was ever afraid of the old man that I used to talk to. There was, there was somebody that came around wearing a cape and he he was frightening to me. Um, It's funny. I finally figured out who he was. It turns out he's actually a guide. I don't think he was supposed to be scaring me. He's one of my guides. (laughs) He's like, no, girl, I'm good. (laughs) No, he was just like trying to play with me, but it really freaked me out, Kate. Yeah. Um, Do you think he'd like go back to the office and they'd be like, Daryl, we told you (laughs) the cape was over the top. Take off the damn cape. (laughs) Right? He's he's a very extravagant guy, I have to say. Um, Yeah, I don't think that his intention was to be scary, but it was a little, like he would show up in my closet sometimes and he would like have his cape in front of his face. And like that's. (laughs) Oh, That's some God. spooky shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Read the room, Daryl. Right. We don't like that. <laughs> I don't know why his name is Daryl, but like that's in my mind. That's his name. His, his name is not Daryl, but we can call him Daryl. <laughs> um, but I do think that um, most of the experiences were not frightening. Occasionally, they were a little unnerving where you're mm-hmm. like kind of surprised to see somebody there. Like I remember one time I woke up um, in the middle of the night and there was a girl in my room and being like, but. So like you say, oof, but like it, it was unnerving because I wasn't expecting somebody in my room, but also nothing happened. Right. Right. So when I did start getting more comfortable with it again, as an adult, there were moments where I was like, that was scary. And I'm like, why Kaylee? Like what happened to you? Did they throw a knife at your head? 
No, yeah. no, they didn't. Okay. Did they like choke you, throw you against the wall? No, <laughs> no, none of those things. They were just there. Yeah. Yeah. Spooky. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, um, but I think that we have so much conditioning from horror movies and society where like that should be scary, but you do start to interpret it like that. And I think that that's kind of what happened is I realized about grade five, maybe grade, end of grade four, beginning of grade five, that not everybody can do this. And the more I talked about it with my friends, the more it became like they were kind of freaked out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they're like, well, that's scary. Like, do you see them now? And I'm like, is it scary? Maybe it is scary. Like, and you start kind of getting in your head. And I've always really, like, like I say, I'm pretty square. I'm like pretty normal kind of person. And I've always had this fear of being like labeled an outsider. Mm -hmm. I think maybe everybody has that fear, but I didn't want to be different in that way, especially not if my friends didn't think it was cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, totally. And so I was like, okay, well, if this is a problem, like I don't want to do this anymore. And so I actually, I remember in grade six, because this was right around the time like that the craft came out and like, it was cool, but it was also creepy. And I remember like kind of being a little more nervous about it and being like, I don't want to talk to dead people. This is scary. Again, not that anything scary ever happened, but just I had put that like filter on top of it, like a horror movie, right? Yeah. And I do remember specifically like walling off in my brain, like I kind of like a meditation. So like I envisioned building like a brick wall in front of like where spirits would normally come and like literally like mortaring and like brick by brick building it up and being like, I don't want to see from the other side anymore. I don't want to do this. I am done. I close this off. It's done for me. Like don't, don't come around. And then that was basically it for most of my life. So I would have been what, 12, 11. And I think that now even having walled it off, there were moments where things would kind of come through. I would liken it to like if you had an old wall and the mortar had kind of fallen out from between a few bricks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like if you like shone a light on one side of the wall, it would kind of peek through that little hole. Yeah. And so every once in a while, I would get like a burst where it would like come through. But that was kind of it. And I would fight it. And so in moments like that, I would be like, I can feel that there's someone, I can't see them anymore. Even now, now that I've like opened things back up, I don't have like visuals of seeing people, which is good because I don't think that that would be comforting for me. No. (laughs) Some people have more, that would be called like clairvoyance, which I do get, but I don't Mm -hmm. see people. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think I would want that, but I used to, and I don't get that anymore, but I would get like a sense where it's like, oh, somebody's here. You know Mm -hmm. how sometimes, and again, this is kind of creepy, but like, you know, that feeling like there's someone behind you. Yes. Okay. So it's kind of like that where you're like, someone's here. And I just like, know that someone's there. Yeah. And I would like, then basically be like, no, like in my head, no, mm-hmm. I'm not interested. Like right off now. So sorry. You're going to have to yeah. take that out. <laughs> <It's> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing so good. Uh, like, like half an hour into it even. Yeah. <laughs> but you would have to, like, I would, I would verbalize in my head that I'm not okay with talking. And I would just ignore it, basically. But it would really freak me out. And I think Mm -hmm. it would freak me out because I was so conscious of not wanting to connect that it would make me feel out of control, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did it ever present in other ways like anxiety or anything like that where you felt off or out of sorts and you didn't quite know that it was spirit that was trying to contact you? Yeah. So interestingly, as an adult, so as a child, not so much, but like as a kid, I feel like one, your guides are kind of like working with you in a different way. When you're a child, it's a little bit more intuitive. Like things just happen the way Mm -hmm. they're supposed to, and they can help you that way. 
But as an adult, I feel like my guides have gotten louder, like wanting to connect with me one-on-one. And it's interesting because now that I've started reading, spirit guides and source energy give me like tingling feeling all over the top of my head, kind of like when your foot falls asleep, like the tingles. Right. So it feels like that on the top of my head. And deceased people come more in front and I get the same tingling feeling, but kind of in my forehead um, around like like my forehead and my eyes. Um, And I get really buzzy in there. And I think that as an adult, especially in times that were kind of intense, like we had moved to the States and I was having a difficult transition. Having children was a difficult transition. So like in times when my guides would want to help me and would show up, I would get this buzzing and it would freak me out. And I think it would also freak me out because on some level I knew that it was spirit trying to contact me. And then I would ignore it because I, like I said, I had decided that this was not a thing I would do. And so then the buzzing would get more intense and would move down usually to like my lips area, which is actually now a symbol that I recognize as them wanting me to speak my truth, (laughs) which is just like wanting me to like allow it. Right. Yeah. Um, But I didn't know that at the time. I just was like, oh, my God, am I having an allergic reaction? (sighs) Yeah. Because, Because I have anaphylactic allergies to to kiwi. And so I'd be like, what did I eat? What maybe it's something else that I'm anaphylactic to. And I would just basically have. An all-out panic attack. Oh, oh my no. gosh. And, and Spirit's so, like, no, girl, it's okay. We just want you to talk. <laughs> <laughs> and so after, now it's been about three and a half months since I've really embraced the fact that this is a gift that I have. And I'm leaning into reading for other people as well as just being open to more guidance for myself. I haven't had a single anxiety attack in three months. Wow. And I got to tell you, it being COVID times, I would have said before that I was having at least one to three a week. At least. That's so interesting. It's been like life changing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. So I guess what happened three and a half months ago that sort of led you to embracing this and really leaning into it? So I have a friend. So, okay. A little bit of backstory. I did used to think that I would probably use these gifts as an adult at some time in the future, it was never time yet. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. It was always some like distant time in the future, not now, where I might be open to this gift. And I would get like reminders. So like I'd be driving down the road and you'd see like a psychic sign, right? Like mm-hmm. psychic shop here. And I would get buzzy and I would know that there was someone there. And I would be like, yeah, no, I see it. Go away. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Or it used to be like, you remember when Montel Williams like always had Sylvia Brown? Yes. yes. With the nails. <laughs> yes. Like all the time. And so I w- if I turned on the TV and Sylvia Brown was on the TV, that was another time where I would feel it really strongly. Oh. And I was like, nope, nope. And I would like change the <laughs> channel. And so I've always thought that as an adult, I would make a choice to embrace it um, and that I would have like a mentor or something. And now when I was growing up, I always thought it would be somebody like famous, right? Like Sylvia Brown. Yeah. Or uh, what's the one they do with ghost hunters? Chip Coffee. He's Canadian. Oh, okay. Anyway, so somebody's like, who's big. Yeah. Um, Because then I could trust what they were saying, right? And I just never had like a moment where I like obviously ran into one of these people or like it was obvious. And so three months ago, no, probably more like five months ago, one of my really close friends from Texas started embracing her gifts. She's also a channel and a medium. And 
she wanted to practice because, you know, you're getting good at it. You want to read for more people. It's like anything. Practice makes you better. And so she uh, had asked if she could read for me because she knows that I'm Wiccan. She didn't know that I also can do it. I We had never discussed it ever. But I had said, yes, of course, absolutely. That would be wonderful. She had been reading for me off and on. And it had been pretty good and exciting. But I hadn't really taken it as a sign or anything. And then we did a reading where I'd said, because I had been getting a lot of the tingles and feeling spirit around a lot. And so I had said to her, you know, I really think that I need to talk to you about your mediumship and how it works for you and how it feels. Because I really feel like um, spirit is around me a lot lately. I'm having a really hard time just tuning it out. But maybe you could just tell me, you know, how it goes for you and we could do a reading on that. Like, should I be doing this? And so she said, okay, we can read on that. And we got on the phone to do this reading. And she ended up talking to me about like, I have like a really strong spirituality side to me. Like I said, I was an altar server. I loved going to church. I've always felt like, you know, that presence. I know, Michelle, you you've, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Where you like are in church and something will happen. And you're like, that's God. Like, yeah. And you just, you just know it. You can feel it. And so, Carling's face. I'm like, no. <laughs> You're losing me, guys. You're losing me. But okay, I'm here. So, but I've had that moment not only in church, but I've also had that moment during ceremonies with my aunt, so pagan ceremonies. Mm-hmm. I've had that feeling multiple times. I definitely believe that there is a higher power, like a source energy that is unknowable, but I believe in that. And I, have always felt like I could have been a nun or like a Buddhist monk or like, like I could have like, you know, moved to the mountain and dedicate my life to God, but I want to have a family. I want to have a life. And it doesn't seem like simpatico. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it doesn't seem like it goes. So I had made the choice to basically not have this spiritual life, but she was telling me that I've had multiple very spiritual lives and that I'm very connected to this specific spiritual leader. And I have always felt very connected to a specific spiritual leader who I'm not going to name right now because it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. But I have never told anybody that ever. I had never shared it with her when I was in Texas. I had never told my mother. I had never told my husband just because it seemed weird that I would feel this deep personal connection to a person that I've never met who lives like around the other side of the world. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And out of nowhere, she said, I think you're connected to this spiritual person. I really feel that for you. And that you've had multiple lives with them. And I was like, oh, my God. She couldn't have said anything anything else and had that be more powerful for me. Right. I believed 100% in that moment that she was connected to spirit. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, there are those moments where you're like, there is no possible way that she could have known this. And so... We started talking a little bit more about about mediumship and like, what is it like for her? And she had said, you know, I have this group that I've been practicing with of other women who are developing their gifts. Would you like to try it out? And I had said, yeah, absolutely. Like, I guess this is where I'm being led right now. It just felt really serendipitous. Mm -hmm. And so I had said, yes, I would like to try that. And it's been a crazy roller coaster ever since. Oh, that's so cool. And what does that mean, try it? Like, what do you what do? You do? <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> Have you ever, like, lost your keys and then out of nowhere just been like, oh, I bet you they're here? Yes. Like, in a weird place. Not like, oh, I remember putting them there. 
Yeah. Like you yeah. would have never looked in this place, but like out of nowhere, you're like, I should look there. Yeah. And the keys are there. I feel like everybody has had this thing happen to them. Or like you're driving down the road and you like missed your turn. And then like later you find out that there was like, like a huge accident there. Right. Like it is hard to understand like how you would do this, like tune into the other side. But those little flashes of intuition, people would cut them like, call them like a gut reaction. Right. That's the same thing. It's the same thing that I'm doing. I just am naturally more tuned into it. And so like, really, what does it look like? What it looks like is that I go somewhere and I quiet my body and my mind, which for Carly, who knows me, is not always the easiest thing. (laughs) But I go somewhere and I get still and I set an intention that I would like to receive a message about whoever I'm channeling for or sometimes things will happen where like especially in the car you know how like when you're driving you're kind of like you're driving but you're like not really paying like you don't have to think about it you're just yes yeah because you've been driving for years and so oftentimes when I'm driving I will get hits so like my the crown of my head will tingle or I'll get like tingling in my forehead Um, my hands will tingle if it's like there's some healing that has to happen or my mouth will tingle where it's like you need to talk about this thing and so I will get signals often when I'm driving because I'm kind of more open I'm not really thinking about anything I'm just driving yeah and then it's just really practice where you learn how to interpret things so I get symbols like the hands where it's like Either there's healing that has to be done around that area for a client or myself, or if I'm speaking to somebody who should be doing healing as their job, so like somebody who's thinking about going into medicine or is practicing Reiki, things like that. But it's just learning how to know how to interpret that, right? So like I get this hand feeling, and then you have to be able to interpret it in the context of whoever you're speaking to. Mm -hmm. Sometimes if I'm really hitting it like perfectly, they'll make my nose tingle. And it's like, you're hitting it like, you know, like right on the nose, you're getting it on the nose. (laughs) So sometimes I'll get that reassurance that I'm really getting it strongly, but it's really just being open to it. Mm -hmm. And I think that people like who have had loved ones die will sometimes have dreams or will like feel their presence. And so I think everybody can do it a little bit, but some people are just naturally more open. And if you choose to kind of lead into that, it's like if you're a naturally good swimmer. Mm-hmm. The more you practice swimming, the better you get at it. And so I happen to be a naturally good channeler or medium. And the more you do it, the better it gets. And so what was it like telling your husband or your <laughs> your people, your circle? Yeah, it was a little intense for me. Because like I say, I've always kept it inside of myself because I didn't want to be shunned and I didn't want to lose my people. Mm-hmm. And like, that's kind of a big leap to be like, because before I'm working on social media management, which is already kind of like, you know, not a nine to five. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so it was a little bit intense. Um, Luckily, most of the people that are like, like my family all know that I've been able to speak to spirit. This is not a new, this is not news to them. Right. Right. It was funny. my, My cousin, when I started the Instagram channel, she reached out. She was like, oh my God, what? You're a psychic? And I was like, well, I'm a medium. You know that I talk to dead people. Like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, I guess so. Like, but she had never like thought of it in those terms. Do you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Um, so it was a little bit interesting. So far I've been lucky and I haven't had too many people really freak out. I think it's because <laughs> I haven't started wearing turbans or carrying <laughs> So like that helps. The fact that I like don't come across as like odd not that there's anything wrong with that no no I think that people like 
were cons like might have maybe would have reacted more negatively if I had like a personality transplant along with the revelation. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I didn't. I'm still Kaylee, and I'm still myself, and you know, normal. Like I have always, well, normal. I don't know. Like I'm as weird as I've always been. <laughs> <laughs> So, I think there's there's such a difference now too when it comes to mediums. So much of it more on TV or on social media. It's less than like when we were younger after, you know, all the TV was done and then the infomercials would come on and it would be like, call this the psychic hotline. You know, yeah, it's, Mystic Cleo. Yes. yes <laughs> for as low as one ninety nine yeah. a minute. So it's a lot oh different God. kind of now portrayed than it was back then as well yeah right well and that's what Carlene was saying right about representation mm -hmm. it's so important to like normalize this kind of stuff or else it yeah. will continue to be this like weird outlier yeah which would be such a disservice because there's so much healing and so much reassurance and guidance that can come from this kind of a reading where like it feels like that would be such a disservice if people didn't really know that it was available. Not that everybody needs to use it, mm -hmm. but I really believe that everybody could benefit. It's kind of like therapy. Therapy and mediumship for all. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> yeah. And so, and you talked a little bit about doing some past life stuff as well. Yeah. So That's what so is fun? Yeah, what is that like? How is that different than channeling? Um, it's not. It's a type of channeling. Okay. So like mediumship would be talking to dead people, and channeling is speaking to spirit guides, kind of about your life path. And so if you think of your life path, kind of like a string, you know, like in Greek, is it Greek or Roman mythology, where you have like the the thread of fate for your life? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So it's kind of like that. So if you think of there's like a thread for your whole life. And along the life are different like knots that symbolize different meaningful events. When I'm speaking to somebody, I can look at the piece of string that they're in right now and help them figure out how to maneuver through issues that they're having or different questions that they have about choices that are coming up. Or I can pull the string and move forward in time and say, like, I think you're going to marry somebody who looks like this, or I think that you should look for moving to this kind of place, or I really see you in Madrid before you have children. Like, I don't know, right? Yeah. But if I take the thread and I pull backwards on it, you can go backwards and I can go all the way back past where you were born this time to other lives that you have had because they're connected on this like soul path that you've been doing. Wow. That it's is really, really cool. cool. That is really cool. <laughs> yeah. I've always believed in past lives and reincarnation. So I think that's, I got to get you to do a past life one on me. I think that would be really That would be really cool. I would love to. It is so much fun. So when I'm channeling, very often I get uh, clairvoyance is like, there are like four different types of clairs, clairvoyant, clairsentient, clairaudient, and I don't remember what the emotional one is, but the other one's emotional. Clairemotional. Clairemotional. <laughs> That's not it. But, <laughs> but so I get a lot of clairvoyance, which is just like, they give you like images in your head. So like when we were talking about before, like uh, knowing where your keys would be, it wouldn't just be like the thought of like, oh, I should go check behind that pillow. You would like see behind the pillow are my keys. Yes. Right. Yeah. Like, like where you think thoughts in your head. I guess I'm assuming now that everybody that's like listening can do that. Apparently TikTok has told me that not everybody sees things inside their head. I learned right? that too on TikTok <laughs> was that some people can't actually see like you said they can't visualize things yeah like in your head that is so just like, like I said, black. picture a red apple they can like, like they know what a red apple looks like but they yeah. can't picture it but so Carly, I carling's trying to do it right now no i was <laughs> trying to not do it you were trying to i was not like do it. i was like what would that be like to not 
but like my I do see yeah you can see it I know I learned that on TikTok too I thought that was so crazy so I'm obviously somebody who can see things in my head yeah and so they give me images a lot of times um like one person they were telling me for stress reduction and for this person to be able to trust their inner like their inner guidance instead of relying on outside input all the time that they should like take up a martial art like tai chi and so i can see this person like in the white robes like doing the movements and so with past life readings it's really interesting because instead of getting just like a little snippet like somebody standing there in robes i get like a whole scene it's almost like watching the trailer for a movie (laughs) Um, it's really really very interesting i've done one two three four, five, I think five past life readings, six, including for me. And it's been amazing. So, so interesting, like interesting. And almost every time when I tell the people where they were or what they were doing, they're like, oh my God, because I, you know, learned about that place one time in a book and I have dreamt about it ever since. It was like a sentence in a book, but I just knew. And like, how the hell would I know that? Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's it's really been very cool. cool. That's real. All I can picture is like you seeing a bunch of like old western, like a a like train. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like people on a on a train, and they're all in like their western gear. Yeah, I don't know. That's all I can yeah. <laughs> visualize. Like, I mean, not for everybody, but for you, Michelle. Oh. <laughs> not for everybody, but for you. Oh my God, um, was Michelle in a western? Uh, yeah, I would put her in the like. West, like California, like you know, the gold rush era. Oh yeah. my gosh, did yeah, I get thrown from gonna... a train or something? <laughs> <laughs> we will have to do a reading because it's very interesting. Oh, funny, that's so funny that you would say that. I have never had anybody say that to me ever. Like, we're talking about past life stuff, and so I'm saying it, and all of a sudden, I, I'm sure it's the same thing you're seeing, like with yourself on the train. Yeah, like, yeah, totally. Oh my god, that's so crazy. <laughs> Um, I got so no, not for everybody, <laughs> not for everybody, honey, but for you. <laughs> All right. Um, no, I've had people that like were in Egypt. Some people like in England. One group of friends had been together before in um, Austria, but like like in like the 1300s. 1500s. Oh my god! Wow. Yeah, it's very very interesting. It's a very very exciting and like unique experience. It's always like. Like channeling, regular channeling, there's usually a lot of like, like deep work. People are really anxious because you're talking about this life, right? Mm -hmm. Where it's like, you know, right, Carling? Like, do we get the house? Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And so like people worrying about things that are current and like weighing on them heavily, Mm -hmm. where you talk about like past life things, it's just enjoyable and fun. Now, that's not to say that there's not trauma work that comes up. Usually um, when you're dealing with past life readings it's important for this life because there's like a holdover so you might have like a a belief pattern or like the way that you act about something might be holding you back related to what happened in a past life but overall it's very fun because you get Mm -hmm. to like learn these like cool new places and times that you like maybe hadn't thought of before yeah that would be so interesting that is cool is that like how some people are like have an irrational fear like i have an irrational fear of tsunamis i don't i'm landlocked <laughs> alberta i have no but like maybe i died in a tsunami in my past life yeah or just like so my husband is also petrified of tsunamis like we were watching a show the other day and there was like a house on a cliff and he's like well that seems like a horrible place to build your house <laughs> and i was like 
most people would actually say, what a lovely place. You yeah. have a clear view of the ocean. But he's like, no, I would like, you couldn't pay me enough to even spend a night there. I think that, yes, it could be like that you had like a tsunami specifically, or it could have been that you died on a boat. I'm getting that more for you. But so, Oh, like, I mean, rough, you will never like, find me on a boat. Seas. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, like really rough seas, I would say for you is more accurate. It's not a tsunami, but really rough, rough water. So yeah. I could definitely course, see like, you dying on a boat, Carly. <laughs> yeah. I... <laughs> Like literally I have no doubt because the amount of fear and like, and like visceral rejection of the idea of a cruise, the ocean, a catamaran, uh, anything. I'm like, like, thank you, but no, absolutely not. Like I have no, you can go for a free around the world cruise. You're like, sorry about that. No, yeah, I'm doing that again. Oh my God. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. And it, but it also can just be like, if you have a fear of water, which could come up as lots of different ways. Right. Mm -hmm. So it could even just be that you like, you know, died in a bathtub. Like it could be anything, right? Yeah. Like um, you passed out drunk and drowned in a puddle. Oh my um, God. But like, yes, I do think that most of those things where you're like, like I have an absolutely petrifying, irrational fear that I'm going to lose people that I love in a car accident. It started coming up for me as a child. Like when my parents would go out on date night, I would go to bed like I was supposed to because I was a good kid, but I would sit in bed and wait until I could hear them come home before I would let myself go to sleep because I was sure they were going to die. And so I, not that I've done any work around that life. I don't know what that is, but I'm sure that that's connected to a past life. Yeah. Yeah. How is it different channeling for other people than it is to channel for yourself or to do past life work for yourself? I think it's a lot easier to do work for other people. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Because you don't have your own baggage and your own like... Yeah. So like I'm very like attached to the outcome of my life. And Mm -hmm. so I find it hard to be objective. Like, they'll tell me something. I'm like, right, but, like, what if I did this instead? Like, <laughs> Yeah, like, you could um, easily dismiss something. Yeah, or, yeah. like, t- try to twist it. It's also right. interesting when I – because reading for people that I don't know very well, I can't really twist it because I don't really know what they're expecting. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, it kind of releases me from that baggage. I find it much harder to channel for myself. I've only done two – past life things for myself. One was because I have such an obvious fear that I like knew it. It was kind of like Carling where you're like, I know that this water thing is from a past life. Like I just knew that that was a past life thing. Yeah. Um, And the second one only came up because I was doing a past life reading for my sister and we had been in the life that I was reading for her. I was in that life with her. Oh, wow. Oh, weird. That's the only reason that it came up was because it was attached to that, that I was doing for her. That is so cool. That's really cool. So what do you want to do with this? Like, where, where do you see yourself going with it? Oh, my God. I would love to just do readings all day, every day. I would love to just have enough people that I'm helping that this is what I could do for my life. I have never done anything that makes me feel, and I've done a lot of things. I've never done anything that makes me feel so much like myself. Aww. Oh, wow. Like I'm so grounded in my body right now and with like who I am as a person that there's like no, I hope that I can feel like this for the rest of my life. Oh, wow. That's amazing. I I find that so interesting. Like people who, like you said, you kind of pushed it away and, you know, maybe for Carling, she pushed away, you know, the thought of her being gay. And then when you finally let that in and you live that like authentic life, there's just a different feeling that you have that it's like, this is what... I've been fighting against for so long, but this is what I should be, should have been doing this whole time. A hundred percent. Like I can't, I mean, I'm grateful that I'm only 36 and that I didn't take till I was 50 to try Yeah, but it's, it's been absolutely transformational for me and seeing the amount of healing and help that other people can get from the experiences of it. It's just so, it's so wild and it's Mm -hmm. so amazing 
And like I say, I've always been very spiritual, but it really makes me feel like this is God. Like this thing that I can do is because I'm supposed to do this because it's like literally a gift from God to help other people. I would love to do this forever. I love it. It is such um, an exciting thing to be able to do. I went to like a group reading years and years ago. And I remember my husband being not like he wasn't happy that I was doing it because he was raised Catholic and so was I. And his belief was that this is very real. But if you're letting in good, you're also letting in bad so that you have to worry about what is coming through because it's not just going to be like if you as soon as you open yourself up to spirit, you don't you can't control what comes through. Do you have any thoughts on that? Oh, yeah. So <laughs> a lot of people have that thought because uh, we live in North America and that's heavily Catholic. Right. Um, yeah. Or heavily Christian. So I would say I don't believe in hell. I don't believe in demons. I don't believe those are a thing. Mm-hmm. So first off, I would say, no, there's no way that like an evil entity that is not human can come through and harm me. I would also say like where they say you don't have control, you're just an open faucet. That's not accurate. So like I can have this conversation with you and be getting stuff for you and still not share it. Right. Um, I can right. set my intention that like, so we've set an intention because it turns out that my daughter is fairly, has mediumship abilities. She can see ghosts. And so there's been a little bit of interesting stuff that's happened. And so we've set the intention that it is a no ghosts allowed house. Like mm. no, no ghosts are just allowed to wander through my house. This is a no ghost zone. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I would say that you are always fully in control and that at any point I can say, uh, I'm not reading right now. I want you to take all this information away, like go away. I'm not interested. Right. Um, right. I can set intentions around my bedtime where I don't read around bedtime because oh. I don't need that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, like I need to be winding down. I don't need to be thinking about all the things that other people are going to be worrying about or needing help with. And so you're always 100% in control. That is not to say that there aren't sometimes spirits who come through who are troubled. It's very, very, very rare. I want to make sure that everybody gets that. Like when you think of like the ghost who's haunting a house and is like wrecking your, sorry, I'm swearing a lot now. You're fine. (laughs) (laughs) But I do feel like people think about that kind of ghost all the time when they're talking about dead people. And that would be where like ideas of possession would come up or whatever. But I would say that that's, incredibly rare and you can still ask them to leave like there is nothing that has ever come near me that I couldn't have just been like okay and that's enough goodbye right yeah like there it's just not a thing you're you are 100% in charge and in control of your experience right like I get you can even change so like if my guides give me like how I said that I get buzzy in my mouth if I'm speaking truth or I should speak truth sometimes it moves into my throat and I can't handle that because it feels way too similar to me being allergic to to kiwi. And so I will say, like, I absolutely understand that you're trying to get me to understand that it's, you know, a thing that they need to speak their truth or that I should tell them this, that this is truth. But you need to remove the feeling from my throat because I can't, I cannot read when that feeling is happening. It makes, it's too triggering for me. And they will move it and it's gone. Wow. Wow. I was going to ask about your kids. Do you ever get any channeling for them or I I don't know like exactly how to word my question but how does it how do you manage it with your kids do you get visions or past life stuff yeah um it's interesting because Callan has some very strong 
past, my son has some very strong past life remembrances from a time when he lived in Mexico. And it's hilarious because I was talking to my cousin about it and she was like, well, like, what did you see about Cal? And I was like, oh, I, it never even occurred to me. <laughs> do a regression with him. It never even occurred to me. Um, so he remembers this past life in Mexico and speaks very freely about it and says things that there's no way he could know without <laughs> having lived yeah. there. Yeah. Like, can you give us an example? Yeah. Like, so he, um, okay. One of the cutest examples is when he first was learning to talk um, and he was learning how to say the word sweater. He would say sweater. Like, oh my like, gosh. Um, so cute. Continuously would call it sweater. Um, and then he, his name is Callan, which has a double L in it. And this is before he could read. He would call himself Callan. And it's not like he couldn't say L's, but a double L in uh, Spanish is a Y noise. Yeah. And so he would say it like Spanish. And then he's also talked about like living in Mexico and eating specifically this very, very specific pineapple pancakes where you have the pineapple like inside the pancakes and they get all caramelized Um, and then having other fruits that were glazed with sugar on top. Oh. Um, And I was like, what are you talking about? And so after he talked about it, like, I don't know, 10 times, I finally looked it up. And sure enough, um, in Mexico, when it's pineapple season, it is so common that like even street vendors will sell it. Wow. Um, that's so And like things cool. that I would never, like if you're telling me, and he like, we were eating rice the other day and we had, we made like Spanish rice with like um, peppers and tomatoes in it. And it was the first time I'd ever made it for them. And he's eating his rice and he goes, yeah, well, we used to have rice like this in Mexico. Oh my and I was just like, God. Okay. Like just, I mean, little things, weird yeah. things. He, I mean, I could go on about this for a whole other episode Yeah, because he's been talking about it for so long, but it never occurred to me to read for him on that. So I would like to do that. Absolutely. Um, and I think like with my daughter, it's helpful because she was seeing stuff and she was really freaked out about these ghosts that she was seeing. And at first you think she's a kid and she's making stuff up and you're mm-hmm. like, well, Like, you know, I mean, it's getting close to Halloween. Like, where have you seen ghosts? Are you feeling, tell me about the ghosts. But then she started saying weird that, like, she said they're covered in sheets. And I was like, oh, well, she's definitely making it up, right? Yeah. And I was like, well, honey, that's not very scary. Like, why, why are you worried about these sheets? Like, sheets are not scary. And she goes, mommy, it's not really the sheets that are so scary. It's all the bugs. And I was like, oh. Oh, no. <laughs> right? Oh, like, so God. if somebody was, like, murdered and wrapped yeah. in a sheet. And, yeah. like, yeah, yeah. So, like, that. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a lot worse. Um, (laughs) But again, so that seems scary. And I mean, like, if you want to use the, like, clip of that to be freaky at the beginning of the episode, go for it. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, it's not actually scary. So it seems scary. And I will say, like, even as her mom and somebody who's like, oh, it's probably just spirits and spirits are fine. It's not a scary thing. But your heart is like that flip-flop. Yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. But what you have to remind yourself is, they're not trying to be scary. They're in this headspace where they can't like move past the fact that this is how they died. And so they're walking around looking like that. Right. But you can remind them that that's not where they are now and that they're free to go back to like where they come from to source. Right. And that, and and you can ask your guides to help them. So like if ever you have a scary interaction, which would be so rare, but like one where like the ghost is like particularly haunted, like they had a bad life or they don't know that they're dead. They're fighting that they're dead, which is very rare. 
But in those instances, you can always tell your guides to come and help to help to get them to cross over. Mm-hmm. Like you don't just have to sit there with them stuck in your house having a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And so like you have to like do a lot of work internally where you're like, okay, that's freaky. Oh, no, it's not. Like pull that back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will tell you, do you want me to tell you an experience that was kind of creepy because it's going to be a creepy, this is like spooky season episode. Yes, yeah. please. <laughs> okay. So when, when I first started uh, leading into this, like three or four months ago, I was, we do sometimes have a thing with my TV where it will like turn itself off and on. And so like leading up to me really leaning into the mediumship stuff, it was happening more frequently where like I would be like, we were laying in bed as a family. All of us were there in the other room, the TV turned on and I was like, okay, like got up and turned it off, whatever. But it was happening like quite a bit where it would turn itself on and off or we'd be watching it and it would turn itself off. Now we were having dinner and we had put on a show for the kids. Uh, I think it was like a Friday pizza night or something. And we're watching this show and it kept turning itself off. It happened like three times. And so I was like, okay, like this is ridiculous. And I'm talking with Jeff about how it's spirit. I'm like, but you know, it could also just be a power surge. Like maybe there, maybe our TV is kind of weird right now. And it's like a power surge, right? Because that's what a skeptic would say. Uh, Oh, it's just a power surge. That kind of stuff happens. And it totally can. Absolutely. And so at that moment, the TV, the show that we were watching paused itself and then rewound. Oh, oh my, no. you're like, no, this, this is no power surge. <laughs> I was like, no, okay, can't be a power surge, must be spirit, right? Girls on the other end being like, nope, hit the rewind button. <laughs> and so I was kind of freaked out. And I was yeah. like, oh, like right? And Jeff, like my poor husband, the like hair on the back of his neck stood up. Yeah. Um, and so I was kind of uncomfortable with it, but I was like, okay, like whoever you are, I guess like if you show back up later after I put my kids to bed, like I would be happy to talk to you. But, like, now is not the time. It's yeah. supper in bed. I have young children. I can't talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> I have business hours, and this is yeah. not the time. Right. And so as I was waiting for the kids to go to bed, because I was like, okay, I definitely can feel somebody's around. And they were good. They didn't touch the TV again. But I did catch that shadow figure. There was, like, a tall shadow figure that kept showing up in a door frame. And I was like, ah, right? And this was right at the beginning. So I was still pretty pretty freaked out. Yeah. I would say that if that happened to me today, I would be much less like freaked out by it. But in that moment, that was real creepy until I like put the kids to bed and like went and got myself in the zone, which I took some convincing. Yeah. I was like, okay, it's going to be safe. This is going to be fine. You are fully in control. And you're like, right. Yeah. I don't believe you. This is a terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> Battling so, like, with yourself. Yeah. It was really hard. This was, I actually think the first time that I did mediumship since I decided that I would do it. And I was always much more worried about channeling dead people than I was about like talking to spirit guides. Mm -hmm. That always sounded kind of cool. Like the dead people, not so much. And so I like got in my zone and opened myself up and it turns out that it was my grandfather. So. Oh, (laughs) wow. Okay. So I have a question about that kind of thing Yeah. because after my husband died, there's been things like flickering lights and like uh, a lot of time when I'm on my computer, my mouse will move. Mm-hmm. or my show will pause or it will just turn off altogether like the show will turn off altogether right not that i'm saying it's my husband cuz i can i can justify you know i can be skeptical about that but like what is the purpose of that is it just to get your attention is it to irritate you cuz it's a little bit irritating <laughs> or is it like <laughs> like what well, i mean like first of all of course it's your husband okay <laughs> <laughs> No, it's just, it's that he's trying to get your attention. It's like some people, 
like they used to talk about what the heck is that saying? Pennies from heaven. Yeah. If you found a penny, it was like a sign from a loved one. Yeah. But we don't really have like colloquial phrases and you have like a boatload of kids. Um, And so like a penny isn't going to get your attention. (laughs) Right. Yeah. True. (laughs) And so it's just things that are more overt just to get your attention. And you can tell him not to. Like if it's annoying, you can say, okay. But I think all he's looking for is recognition from you. And there, honestly, if it go like, it'll go on for a little while. And I'm like, okay, like I, I, I know you're here. Like enough. (laughs) And then does it stop? It does. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I totally picture him just being like, (laughs) yeah, I know she's going to love this. It's like the he only time I ever get to watch. There. Yeah, it's like the only time I ever get to watch a show is right before I fall asleep, and then my mouse will start moving, or like the the show will turn off, and I'm like, "Come on!" Yeah. Like, <laughs> I would just acknowledge it really quickly as right as soon as it happens. So that he will, you know, go yeah. away. Yeah, <laughs> it's that he he's missing time with you, right? Yeah. And so those are the moments where he wants to connect. And like, that would have been the time that you would connect before. It's like work is done and the kids are in bed and you get to watch a show, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so he's just trying to be in on it. Um, And I think just Mm -hmm. acknowledging that he's there um, is really, that's all he wants. He just wants you to know that that he's there. Yeah. Well, I think that that feels like a really good segue because we're going to have you back and we're going to do an interview with you for our Patreon which is our like monthly subscriptions support thing. And we're going to talk about the readings that you did for us. Yeah. And it was wild. Yeah. That was, that's the most awesome I've, way. Yeah. yeah. But I would say that's probably the most I've cried in a long time. It yeah. takes a lot for me to cry. And that was, that was intense, but really good. This is what I'm talking about, right? Like the amount of like emotional work and healing can yeah. be very profound. Absolutely. I'm very excited to have that talk. I would I am just dying to know how like that has all played out since we yeah. since we had the reading. Yeah. I'm very excited. Everybody should definitely subscribe to Patreon. <laughs> and <let> yes. <laughs> it was really cool. And we're gonna do we're gonna do a giveaway on our Patreon mm-hmm. probably like November first. Yeah. And we'll we're gonna give away a reading with you for one of our Patreon members. And then we'll have Whoop. them report back yeah i'm so excited i cannot wait yeah Um, yeah so we're gonna do the giveaway and anybody who doesn't win the giveaway is free to come i think what i'll do is i will assign you guys um a code so anybody who's listening who doesn't win the reading that would really like to have a reading and feels like that could be a thing where they could receive healing or some closure um, I'm going to give you guys a 10% off coupon for all of your listeners, anybody who wants it can use it. Yeah, awesome. that's amazing. That's so awesome. Thank you. Yeah, that'll be, re- I can already see like Jana is like online oh, sure. signing up. For She's sure. like really into it. Bring it. I'm so excited, Jana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. I think that's amazing. And I will definitely book a past life reading with you because I've, yes. I've always been really into that. I've always believed it as if it's like, I don't remember learning about it. I just, yeah, it's, it's like, just it's something just like, always, of course. Yeah, yeah. Like it's always been a thing that I'm like, yep, that's the thing that it is. Totally. Which I think is really cool. But well, anyway, to it. yeah, thank you so much thank for you, being so that's, vulnerable so and cool. open. And I think it's, I think it's so cool. And I think the work that you're doing is really interesting. And I've always been a believer some days more on the skeptical side, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. always there's a belief I have in it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think it'll be really cool to see what you do. Thank you. I'm so glad to have been able to come on. I feel so much better. Like, I know I started out nervous, but it was very exciting. Thank you for having me. Oh, good. I'm so glad. Yay. Good. We'll tag you on Instagram and we'll put a link to your website. Is that the best way for people to book a reading with you? 
yeah, look through my website. Um, and if you have specific questions, there's a form you can fill out for questions or you can DM me on Instagram. Amazing. Awesome. And then we'll get that coupon code set up so people can take advantage of it. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, Perfect. enjoy the rest of your day. We'll talk to you later. You too. Thanks. Bye. Okay, bye, friend. Bye. Hey, Michelle. Hey, Carling. Are you thoroughly spooked? I'm just fascinated. Yeah. Kaylee is lovely. So cute. And I love that she is just like a little like, I don't know, housewife. She's not a housewife, but like housewife next door. Yeah. Just channeling spirits from the other side. Yeah. You would never expect it. But I think it's so interesting. And I think it's so cool how she was finally like, okay, like, I'm just going to do this and I'm just going to let it happen. Yeah. And I think that's, there's, I think there's so much like liberation in something like doing something like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, okay. I have a funny thing to say and it has nothing to do with anything, but I was doing skip deliveries two nights ago or was it last night? I don't remember. Now, when you go into restaurants where we live, you have to show your vaccination card, like your proof of vaccination. Anyone that's going to a restaurant should know this by now, right? Like you shouldn't be walking into a restaurant expecting anything less I think anyways this lady comes in and she she was like you know I it's me and another friend like I'm meeting her here and the guy's like okay no problem like I just need to see your vaccination card she was so sassy about it she like pulled it out of her wallet and like kind of just like flicked it out and like didn't even like it was so far away from his face like she was just so salty about it I'm like okay like enough don't be sassy he doesn't care like it's his job just do it and like don't be don't have like a whole thing about it I don't know which is yeah like, it probably wasn't as big of a deal as I thought it was but I was just like can you not I don't like for, that for people you. who have worked in essential workers who've been doing this now the entire pandemic like we are just as tired as you are like I don't yeah. want to ask people to put on a mask anymore because I'm over it I I just want you to come in wearing a mask because that's what we've been doing for the past year and a half but I'm tired of asking so if you're not going to wear a mask you're not going to get a fight for me because yeah I don't get paid enough but it's just like come on you know yeah. we're not ignorant be in, better in this whole thing you know what's going on yeah. and and the last people that want to fight you are the are the people who are being forced to at this point you know it's just like restaurant workers and things like that like we just don't just we just don't want to do it anymore yeah i feel that i feel that for you all right that's all yeah (laughs) uh guys happy i don't know happy almost halloween i hope you guys enjoyed this episode it was it's one of two so next week we have a interview with a paranormal investigator yeah, and then we're back to less spooky things, but still equally and interesting. And make sure, make sure you check out our Patreon with another interview with Kaylee, like you said before. And we're going to give away one of her readings, which I think would be very, very cool. Yeah, and I'll put in our show notes and we'll put it on Instagram. Kaylee's going to be giving 10% off readings to anybody that wants one using a coupon yeah. code. So once I get that coupon code from her, I will put it in places to find it so if you want a reading and then get a reading and tell us about it i'm excited yeah yeah because our readings i think were really cool i'm excited to talk about them amazing yeah i may have sobbed through my entire reading yeah and then i was just awkward eating a cucumber (laughs) like did you think that was weird that i was crying and you were just sitting there but i know that i was eating a cucumber no, I didn't even notice because I was so like... You were crying so much, yeah. Yeah. It was, so it was filmed, like we did it virtually, but you and I were sitting yeah. next to each other. And I was so, I realized later, I was like, I probably look like such an idiot. I'm just like <laughs> munching on cucumbers, little slices, 
and you and Kaylee are sobbing and I'm like there to support you. But like, also I'm so hungry that I needed to eat my cucumbers. You know what? Sometimes hunger is just the more important emotion feeling and you just gotta, just gotta do it. My God. All right. Well, I'm off to paint a second coat and build some things and bring my dogs over and all the joyful things. All right. You have fun. You have fun. I will. All right. I hope everyone has a good week. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.